This is the Pickle Planet Podcast with Jenna and Tosh. Sit back and get a drink. Let's talk about parenting and how to survive it. Welcome to the Pickle Planet Podcast. I'm Tosh. And I'm Jenna, and we are excited to have another guest with us in studio for her first time this week. I am thrilled to introduce you to Pauline Axford. Hello. Hi there. <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> Thank you for having me. And we invited you here for a topic that we've been wanting to talk about for a while and have been like, oh, how do we do this? Because neither of us have done any big trips with our kids. <laughs> <laughs> but you... You are quite used to traveling with your children and kind of sharing your your journeys. Yes. So, can you tell us just a little bit about you and your family first to yeah. start? Um, sure. So, I was born and brought up in Scotland, so I have a bit of an accent. And my husband is from Kamloops in British Columbia. So, we actually met when he was on his first solo trip to the Europe. Oh, he was wow. working at a campsite and I went traveling there with my friend and that's how we met. <laughs> um, so yeah, we've done lots of different trips just as like a couple independently. And then our son was born in Glasgow in Scotland. And then when he was two years old, we immigrated to Canada. We moved to Alberta and then our daughter Jane was born. And then we decided to move all the way from Alberta to New Brunswick. <laughs> so we packed up the two kids, the dog. We did a six-week camping trip across Canada. Wow. And, uh, and yeah, so we're here now and we're just we're exploring the Maritimes, just loving these provinces. And, uh, yeah, we do lots of other trips as well that we don't just stick to the Maritimes. So, so first off, though, you did a camping trip across Canada with, like, a four-year-old and a two-year-old. Uh, no, they were a little bit older <laughs> okay. than that. Look at the pictures. Three and three and seven, I think they were. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And a dog. And a dog. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. yeah. For six weeks in a tent. <laughs> in a tent. <laughs> you are brave. <laughs> and that's just the beginning of your travels. Those are local. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That cross Canada trip. That was just local. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's kind of the the small one for us. Yeah. Excellent. So, how long have you been in the Maritimes now? Two years. Two years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yes. So like, maybe Jane was two, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was a two-year-old. <laughs> so part of the reason that you did that epic camping trip is because you guys really have like a philosophy about traveling. Yeah. Yeah. When we travel, we we really try to embrace the, the slow travel philosophy. So it's kind of, um, it's where you really try to simplify your experience. You try to slow down don't squeeze too much into your vacation and really try to get, you see this in air quotes, an authentic experience. Mm-hmm. Um, we do do resorts and things like that, but quite often we like to go off resort. We like to eat local food. We like to stay with the locals. We like to make friends with the locals. It's really amazing because you get to experience so many different things when you do that. And meeting people is one of the best things about traveling. So um, we have found, through just chatting to locals, we found great restaurants, secret waterfalls, secret hikes through rainforests. Um, There was this one time we were chatting to somebody and they told us about these ancient ruins up in a mountain somewhere and we went off to visit them. They weren't in the guidebook. Wow. So when you really take the time to get to know people as part of your experience, then it just makes it so much better. And how has that worked with the kids? Because I can see, I can kind of envision how that would work if you're on your own or you're a couple, Mm -hmm. but then you mix in little kids. Yeah. 
So you're still able to pull that off, which amazes me. Well, you just you have to be relaxed. <laughs> you have to know that schedules are going to be a little off. Um, bedtimes get stretched. We wake up a little bit earlier. Sometimes we need to take a day off to just have a snooze. So even if you're in a resort, you know, you don't have to sign up for excursions every single day because your kids will be exhausted. So if you're doing a trip like that, you don't have to do it the second that somebody tells you, but you can plan it if you've got the time, if you haven't planned every single day of your trip. Um, so you're just being more relaxed and simplifying it and being open to those experiences. Even when you have kids, it's still totally feasible. Sometimes you need to pair it back a little, maybe not do the five hour hike up the mountain <laughs> right, with, right, a, with right. a kid, yeah. right? But, um, but there are still lots of things that the kids can do. So now I'm curious, once you moved out, or I suppose, did you do any big international trips before you moved to the Maritimes? Well, we, with the kids? Yeah. Or, yeah, okay, yeah. so with the kids, we, the biggest, well, the very first one we did, actually, was when we came from Glasgow to Vancouver, uh, which is a nine-hour flight mm. with a five-month-old baby. <laughs> so that was kind of a baptism by fire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was actually remarkably straightforward. There's pros and cons for each age group, right, when you're traveling with them. So when there are tiny little babies, it's 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 pretty straightforward. They're, they're not mobile. They, you know. I was nursing, so snacks were on board. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, it, it's pretty straightforward. The, I think the worst one was when Caleb was two. It was actually when we were immigrating here. And we thought we'd been extra clever and not bought seats, a seat for him. You know, so you save money. If they're under mm-hmm. two years old, you don't have to pay for the seat. Right. And um, yeah, we thought we'd been extra clever. But the flight was full. The flight was delayed. He was very tired, very cranky. There was no seats. So I had to kind of try and restrain him on our lap for nine hours so oh my gosh at that age at that yeah. age yeah. not the little five month old right. anymore and yeah. there's a sweet spot right like when they're really little they don't move much and when they get older you can reason with them but toddlers hit that really nice spot in the middle where they're active and not logical yes so you just yes. can't reason with them but that was probably the peak that was the worst and then after that it got easier and i fly my kids to ontario once a year sometimes twice a year and same thing, I can remember oh, yeah. when you think, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, I can do a three-year-old and a one-year-old yeah. on my own. No big deal. And only have two seats. Mm-hmm. Oh, I really You're cut crazy. back my trips home. I really <laughs> right. cut, I really, once the right. second kid came into the picture, and then once you have to pay for everybody's it seats. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, forget yeah. it, forget yeah. it. For sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what are some of the other trips you've done with the kids? With the kids, they've mostly been transatlantic ones. So, you know, with me being from Scotland and Brian being from BC, we've had to nip back and forth. But th- those are long flights, mm-hmm. long flights. We are going to Cuba a week on Friday. Oh, wow. So that's yeah. kind of... <laughs> Countdown's on. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's going to be the first time that we're taking our kids to a really different, exotic kind of place. So everything else, I, I think, kind of mundane. Like, oh, we've been to Scotland, whatever. Like, yeah, I would <laughs> give anything to go to Scotland. But yes, yeah, I understand. <laughs> we've done England, we've done Scotland, we've done the States, we've done Canada. Nothing that I would consider really out there. So this is going to be the first time that we really push them and do a different cultural experience. Now, have you two done Cuba before? Is it no, your first time going it's our as well? first time as well, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So then you guys can all go off the resort. Yeah. Are you staying on a resort? Nope. And then, no, okay. not at all. Yeah. No, we're staying in Havana, <laughs> in okay. an Airbnb in Havana. Awesome. Uh, we've got it booked. We're already chatting with the host. She seems really, really lovely. So we're already getting insider tips yeah. and <laughs> places to go and things to do. So, yeah, it's really exciting. And talk to us a little bit about getting the kids prepared for mm-hmm. this different type of adventure, right? It's 
one thing to get them prepared for like, oh, we're going to go home to see family and oh, it's a long flight. But this is like an adventure. Yeah. And I think one of the things we do whenever we travel is we always, you know, we get the guidebooks out, we read up ourselves. But for the kids, you know, we show them videos. We watched Coco the other night. Mm -hmm. It's Halloween. It works. Yeah. Um, but there's loads of Spanish in Coco. So at the end of it, they're all gracias, sola. <laughs> you know, like they, they were picking these things up and was pointing it out as the movie was going by. So they're feeling more confident with a, a small amount with the language. Yes. Yeah. Havana used to be pirate central so my oldest caleb is super excited mm -hmm. to walk down the streets of havana and, and see the forts and imagine that he's in pirates of the caribbean it's one of his favorite lego games um so for him like that's a big hook my daughter just wants to go to the beach she's she's me <laughs> through and through so oh, yes. i love that, <laughs> love beach, that. anywhere yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so absolutely. we watch videos we pull the maps out we try to make it a real experience for them so now you said in a week, so they're being pulled out of school. Yes. How how do you deal with the being out of school when it's not March break or Christmas break or what have you? Well, the youngest is kindergarten. Okay. So it's not too stressful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the oldest is three, third grade, sorry, not three. Um, so maybe when they're older, I'll worry more about that. But yeah. right now, I'm not too concerned. We do homework at home. I have a pretty good feeling of where they are academically, and I'm not overly concerned. And their teachers are not particularly concerned. So. Oh, well, that's good. Their teacher, that's, actually, yeah. the kindergarten teacher is actually helping us. We're, we're taking a little bag of humanitarian aid to donate to a local school. And so we've got in touch with um, our youngest kindergarten class, and the teacher is helping the kids to collect items to put into this bag, stories and pictures cool. to share with the kids in Havana so the school is actually really supportive oh that's fantastic yeah. mm -hmm. oh what a fun way to incorporate you know one classmate's adventure into something that they're all part of right oh that's right. amazing and it, yeah. it kind of embraces that idea of slow travel of of you know you're not separating yourself on a resort you're getting involved in the community that it humanizes these experiences for the kids too which I think is really important yeah definitely it's mm -hmm. a whole different way of learning that my kids are probably never going to see <laughs> right so it's nice if they can be in that classroom and then when she gets back to school mm -hmm. you know she's got all those stories to tell and you could send her with pictures or what have you right, right. so mm -hmm. yeah we're hoping we can maybe get a little pen pal thing going on with mm -hmm. the class that we donate with so they can <sighs> share ideas and stories oh wow that's very cool yeah. that's yeah. fantastic and yeah. it's such a different way for the kids to get to understand about travel and that it's not just you know big expensive trips to Disney right or, you know year, that kind of spending all your money and your whole vacation yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well and that it I think it seems to me I don't know if I would have thought the same way when I was a kid but it feels like it would seem more accessible right like when I was growing up I knew like one person who went to Disney like that was not yeah, something yeah. people did yeah. <laughs> Now it seems much more common. I live in a different place in a different time. And so it still seems inaccessible, though, to a lot of people. Travel in general. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. even though this is a big trip to, you know, it's mm -hmm. an international trip, talking about it in those terms and connecting those kids with people makes it seem so much more accessible yeah. than some big trip. 
Yeah. And I think that accessibility, like it, it comes from a younger place as well. Like when I was a kid, my parents didn't have the money to take us to Disneyland. All of our vacations were done in Scotland, and I remember them being amazing because my parents took the time to engage us in the vacation. We usually just camped, but we would take little side roads and find ourselves in little villages and things like that. We would do it on the weekends. We would do it after school. We would just go out and have these little mini adventures. So the idea that travel is accessible, I kind of learned at a young age. Mm-hmm. age and it didn't have to be a super exotic vacation it can be just finding out what's in your own backyard and I think it's the same for my kids we've done a lot of safe locations lately and um, inside Canada and, and the UK and the States but they do it so often that going to Cuba to them is not I don't think they see it as a big step a big right. exotic jump it's just going away again yeah so, yeah <laughs> So how often do you get them home to Scotland? Um, not often. Um, not as much maybe, as you'd like. As you <laughs> no, not, 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 not quite. Uh, <laughs> um, we, I like going back, but we've done it a million times. Yeah. So we went back, was it last summer? Yeah, it was last summer we went back. And it was the first time my son had been back since he was born there. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he he was two when we left, and uh, he's he, he was seven or eight when we went there. But it was really cool, actually, because I got to show him my favourite things mm-hmm. of when I was growing up, when I was that age. All of those places my parents took me to, we got to show that to the kids. Jane was a little young, but Caleb really got involved in it. But we try not to go back to the same place too often. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to go do new things. And- so for long flights like that, mm-hmm. what are your travel tips for parents? Like, what do you do? You pack anything? Like, you see these things that they're like hammock for your feet and all this oh, stuff. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> what do what do you like? What do you pack? As light as possible. Okay. Because airports are stressful, and the worst thing about being in an airport is having five bags pulling the little carry-on case and then your kid wants to be carried right you know that feeling of just being mm-hmm. weighed down by it all and it you get hot it's heavy it's just it's not fun so pack light but pack extra underwear oh, <laughs> diapers and wipes 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 so whatever you are going to pack make sure you get those but then after that try to keep it down keep it as low as possible um even when we travel anywhere we've got it down to one backpack and one uh, little carry-on roll-on suitcase each that's it nice all we take you'd be amazed how little you can actually get away with we never check luggage it's the worst thing to check luggage because it just adds on all that time all Mm -hmm. that stress Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff you want to simplify it as much as possible if you call your airline you'll find that there are a whole bunch of things that they can do to help um parents so um you you know how often they'll charge you for to pick your seats yeah well if you've got kids under 12 they can't actually charge you for it or they, they shouldn't and as of my december that's actually yeah. going to be the law um that the airlines have to provide free family seating for children under 12 so um if but if you call them up and you ask them then they'll tell you these things, right? But, um, so yeah, be aware of Mm -hmm. that. Contact your airline, find out what they can do to make this easier for you. But no, I don't tend to pack those gimmicky little things because it's just more to carry at the end of the day, right? I do take a nice travel pillow for sleeping (laughs) or for resting if it's going to be a long flight. Um, For the kids, we we always go to the dollar store and we pick up those little activity books Mm -hmm. and then we hide them. They don't get to see them until they're sitting on the plane. 
which keeps them amused for quite a while. And when they're younger, you want to try and get activities that you can stretch out for as long as possible. So when they're little, you snack time, you maybe want them to eat as much as, as quickly as possible. But when you're on the plane, you want you want to do the opposite. Mm-hmm. You want that to take as long as it can. So having like little tubes of Cheerios that they really need to go in and fish for, right? Or crunchy <laughs> carrot sticks that take some ages to chew through. You don't want anything they pop in their mouth and swallow when it's done. Mm-hmm. Like you need to stretch every single that. activity <laughs> out for as long as you can. I don't think I ever would have thought of no. the snacks that way of like, yeah. I'm going to make this so hard for yes. you. That would yes. so long. Some of those dog treat balls that they have to shake to get everything out of. And they probably yeah. would think it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. It keeps them amused. It keeps them entertained. It keeps them quiet. And it keeps them in their seat. And that works in the car too, right? Yes. Like you do long road trips with yes. the kids. Yes. So that's, that's you could yeah. go both ways on that one for sure. Instead of, I do the usual, look out the window. I always uh, looked out the window when I was a kid. <laughs> that <laughs> only works cows for so are out there. Yeah. yeah, and it does not work in the plane, does yeah. it? Yeah. No, not for very long. No. no. I think as well, you've got to manage expectations too, right? You've got to manage your kids' expectations. Mm-hmm. So actually, that very first flight we went with Caleb, I remember there was a parent there with a little four-year-old. And at one point, the kid put her stuff away, just put her head down and fell asleep. And I remember saying to the dad, how did you do that? What magic yeah. did you just do? Right? And he said, you know what? We just manage our expectations. We tell her this is there's a big time difference. We need them to sleep. Otherwise, mm-hmm. they're a nightmare when they get off the plane. So he said, we just told her that you're going to do this and then you're going to put your head down. I didn't think it would work, but we do it now. It works. Wow. It's okay. amazing. You yeah. just, you're really clear. We're on the plane. This is the way it goes. And you can kind of make it like, it's not my rule. This is the plane's rule. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? You blame it on anybody else. <laughs> right. Yes, right. Like, yeah. This is the way it works. But then also manage your own expectations, particularly when they're really little. Mm-hmm. You'll know yourself if you've yeah. flown with them. They yeah. will cry. Their little ears hurt, their little tummies hurt. And be okay with that. You know, they, there might be people tutting, but most people just feel sorry for you. Yeah. And just calm down and try to comfort your kids. So kids' expectations and your own expectations need to be reasonable. I have a friend who flies back to England fairly often. And one of her tricks with her kids who are still young is that idea of like, yeah, you need to sleep on this flight. So when we get to the airport... You change into your pajamas. Yes, we just like put that, them in like yeah, yeah, get into your pajamas so that it starts to get it in their mind that oh yeah, I'm going to go to sleep. Yeah, whatever time it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, the jammies are on. Yeah, all right. <laughs> and they'll yeah. take their little blanket or their little stuffy, and yeah, yeah, like make sure you go through. And we, sometimes we even bring a little bedtime story to read to them just to keep that routine there mm-hmm. so that they sleep because you need them to sleep. Otherwise, yeah. life's not really worth living. So. Yeah. <laughs> Not worth living. Love it. <laughs> That's why, like, I had the furthest I've gone is home to Toronto, and I like I get off that plane sometimes, and my mom's meeting me there, and I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, take them, please take them. And I've like, and this past summer was the first time that Erin um, walked through the Toronto airport without being on my back. I always, right. I always wore her. Yeah. So trying to herd these two stray cats yes. through the airport was ridiculous. Airports like, are stressful. Yeah, man, I get the leashes yeah. on kids. Yes. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, sometimes it's necessary. Yeah. But yeah, I think just the less you have to carry, because you're pretty much guaranteed to have to carry your kid at some point. Yes. yes. Um, so you don't want to have everything else with you. So pack light is probably my biggest, biggest tip. But bring lots of wipes. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't matter how old your kids are either. Wipes are no, a necessity. No, there will they, yeah. be bodily fluids. <laughs> Stories. <laughs> or sticky food or sticky whatever. Fingers. Yeah. 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 Or, or some surface you're just like, oh, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Like, I am not a germaphobe, but every now and then I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. How many people have sat in the seat or crammed themselves into this tiny little bathroom? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that one, I think that one will be a tricky one for my kids when we finally manage to get them on a flight is the washroom. Oh, the washroom's <laughs> a bit of a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not like, it's not like a regular stall where you can go in with them. No. Like you really kind of have to like... Here you go. Figure it out. Well, again, when you're traveling with a two-year-old, that you can't. Yeah. So you have to, and there, like, there are tricks. You know, the toilet seat down, kid goes up. You kind of have to plan it a little bit in advance how you're going to actually fit in there. I have changed Aaron on the change table in the bathroom while Sarah used the toilet underneath right. in that tiny little bathroom. Right. Oh, I was like, yeah. I walked out of that bathroom, and all the parents were like, "What? Like, how did you get three people in that bathroom? Never have I done it again. Never. So, well, they're a little like, bit bigger now. Maybe a little bit harder." Yeah. 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 Now Sarah's allowed to go by herself. I'm like, you're seven. I can see you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's nowhere for you to go. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And they're tiny planes from here to Ontario, right? So the big plane will be a fun new experience. Well, not for your kids, but it would be for mine someday mm. if I ever take them anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> no, they should be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. And bigger planes make it. I feel like it would make it a bit easier because yeah, you, you have a tad like, more room, right? Yeah. You feel a little less cramped. Yeah. Um, but I really, I try to encourage them to stay in their seats as much mm-hmm. as possible when they're really small. Yeah, like you can do going up and down the aisle, but now that they're older, minds are a bit better. Yeah. They can sit there. And, you know, we let them watch TV for five hours. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Again, those expectations, they just kind of have to come down a little bit. One final question before we go, because I've seen parents do it and I never have. Um, Did you ever bring the car seats on the plane and put them in the seats? Yes. No, not on the seats. Not on the seats. Okay. But um, we would pack them into the hold. Our car seats being all over the world. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we would always pack our car seat um, into the hold with the stroller as well. Okay. But no, we never bothered putting it on the plane. Some planes won't let you. Some airlines won't let you. Some are okay with it. I I've never just really never thought of it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I wondered the same because some parents do do it, and I just mm-hmm. yeah. I think it, a lot of research about the airline is needed for that yeah, one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. definitely. Yeah, We're gonna have to wrap it up, yeah. but before we go, you share so many of your travels online. You have the most beautiful Instagram account. Oh, <laughs> so why don't you tell everyone how they can follow along and see what happens in Cuba? Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> our tag is uh, Dobney's Adrift, so that's our family name, Dobney's. And uh, like I say, we, we've drifted across Canada, we've drifted across the Atlantic, and we just love traveling. So yeah, we put our pictures up there of all of our um, all of our little trips around the Maritimes as well. So we really try to post lots about these wonderful provinces. Uh, we'll be putting lots on about Cuba. On our Facebook, you get kind of the same idea, but we share some more links and things. Um, the resources that we actually use when we're planning a trip, we'll post them onto cool. our Facebook so that people can see what goes into these planning these kind of vacations. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Dog needs a drift. Awesome. Love it. Thank you so much. Yes. Thanks for coming in. And I can't wait to follow along. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me.